Hello everyone, welcome to Omar podcast of the Athletic School. Today our guest speaker is Julianne Sitch. She is a former professional soccer player playing many teams in the US. She's the Chicago Red Stars. Um, she played also in Australia where she was the MVP. Nowadays she's the head coach. Um, last year she made history become the first female to win the NCAA national championship with a men's team. Uh, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I love the background. So to begin with, uh, I wanted to, to ask you about your your playing time when you, when you were a player. What are some of the lessons that you learned that you try to uh, pass along to your players nowadays? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I would say that maybe at some times throughout my career, I wasn't happy with the lessons I was learning at that time, but you know, you go through them and you kind of see that they're really good lessons and valuable lessons that you can carry through with your life. Um, and maybe some of those, you know, having to deal with an injury and just seeing, you know, how, um, how to overcome setbacks and how to persevere in a different way and how you learn about yourself and grow and develop through the injuries you might have. Um, I think one of the most important parts of, you know, as a player and kind of learning of what sports in general taught me was just the grit and resiliency and determination, like how to set goals, how to go after them, how to work towards those goals, how to have a positive attitude, you know, a really good positive work ethic. And I think the most important one is working with others and how to be a good teammate. You know, I think that's something that carries you, you know, at, at, in life in whatever per job you go and pursue, but also I think just in general, you know, I think of being a good teammate and stuff is also how to be a good friend, you know? And so I think just sports in general has taught me a lot of, you know, things like that, that I can carry through in my life and that things that I want to instill in my players, how to be in, how to be on time, time management. That's a big one for being a student athlete, right? Like how to manage your time and, and, and put all that time and energy into school, but then also into, you know, your sport and stuff as well. So those are just a few you know, that I think have, you know, become important and a value of, you know, myself as a coach. Yeah, uh, uh, time management is definitely one that I need to work on because yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not even the student athlete thing is, I think it's just in general. Um, but um, so what do, would you say that you were an, um, that you had talent or all the things that you achieved came from from hard work and a little bit of talent? Do you feel like you had some luck on the way? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I'm a, a big combination of both. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't the most talented player, you know, on a lot of my teams, but I think what did set me apart was my work ethic and my attitude to go after things. I put in a lot of time and work off the field, you know, in all the sports I played. I played every sport until high school was when I really focused just on soccer. And I would say in all of my sports, I was in the backyard playing. I was dribbling a basketball, you know, shooting hoops in my front. Um, you know, my dad would take me and we go hit softball. So it was like every sport that I was playing, I did a lot of the extra work off of practice times and designated a lot of that time to, you know, getting better and you know, being more technical in my sport. So with soccer, I really spent a lot of time off the field trying to be better technically. You know, I would run a lot of fitness at the time. We had tons of fitness tests, you know, so just trying to improve my fitness and strength in that. And I would also say I did have, you know, some talent, I think as well as an athlete and, and being that, but I really do think we're I really set myself apart was with my work ethic and determination to want to go after and pursue things. And the luck thing, 
Um, sometimes I feel like I maybe got lucky, but I also think too, sometimes I was in the right place and right coaches saw me for a certain spot or, you know, sometimes I missed out on teams and had to go back, you know, the following year. So I definitely would say that work ethic for sure. And then, you know, the talent and of course the luck comes in at some point. <laughs> right. Um, so you mentioned that you played other sports into high school. Um, so as I mentioned before, I'm from Brazil and you just went to Brazil with your soccer team uh, and you play against players that they play soccer for their entire life. That's the only sport that they play. Um, and which is basically what happens in other countries as well, besides the US, since you guys have so many sports. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Because I always, we always think like, well, maybe if they play one sport, um, they can get better only at that and they'll be an excellent player, you know. But at the same time, uh, here in the US, um, everyone plays other sports and sometimes that helps them getting better at the sport that they want and it helps, you know, as well just kind of forming them as, uh, as members of our society, you know. But when it comes to uh, athletics, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Uh, is a good thing to play all the all sports as possible until you decide which one you want? Or would you say that if they could focus on only one would be the best? Yeah, that's a great question because I feel like that's a hot topic with, um, you know, the youth these days where they're making them choose one sport at the age of 12. Yeah. You know, I, I loved playing every sport. I thought it was really great. And I do think it develops athletes in such a different way. You're not overusing the same muscle groups. I think how you play basketball helps how you play soccer. I think how you play soccer helps how you play basketball. You know, I think that there's a lot of different sports that are really beneficial And not only that, but like you're exposing yourself to different coaching style, different tactics, different awareness. And I think that just in general elevates and makes athletes better. I think the most important part of all of that is, is what does the athlete want to do? You know, I think it's, um, it's sad when kids really love all their sports, but then they're being told that they can only choose one of those at such a young age. And I think you know, I think we should listen to the athletes a little bit too, of what, what do they want, right? Like it's about them and about them having fun. And I believe if they're having fun, they're going to continue to grow and develop at a rate much faster than a kid that's not enjoying themselves. So I would think that we would need to listen to the athlete as well. And if they want to play multiple sports and up until high school or when they get in high school, you know, let them, you know, and I think too, the athlete will let you know, like, Hey, no, I want to focus on just basketball or soccer. This is my sport. This is where I want to go with it. So I think there's a lot of value in that. I also understand as a coach that you want your player, your athletes to be playing that one sport and getting better and, and going. So I can see both sides of it. Um, you know, and I'm probably, you know, I, I just believe too, that being a multi-sport athlete is really healthy and, you know, grows a lot and teaches the athletes a lot of different things that they can carry into any of the sports that they play. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I, I like that, that answer. because I always, as you mentioned, it's a hot topic and I, I coach, uh, U, U11 boys and when they tell me that they have basketball practice and I'm like, oh man, just come to soccer, you know? <laughs> But at the same time, like you mentioned, and I think that's true, like uh, there are some things at basketball that will help you at soccer and vice versa. Um, yeah, that's that's good. Um, moving forward, uh, I want to talk about the national championship uh, that you guys won. Um, I mean, you made history, uh, but for me, I, like I'm interested in knowing like how that happened. You know, I'm sure there wasn't luck. There was a lot of work behind. 
Um, how how was that path to get there? Was it your first year as a head coach? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So I mean, how how can you get there the, your first year as a head coach and take the team to the not only to the national tournament but also to win? Is it is a team culture? Uh, is a different type of training? What do you guys do? Yeah, you know. The program had been in a very good, positive space before I had taken over. You know, I was on the women's side for four years and had worked alongside the previous head coach that was there, you know, knew of the assistant coach, my now assistant, and they have done a phenomenal job. The previous coaches have built an, a great team athletically, soccer wise, culturally, you know, and so they were in a good space. They've been to the final four, you know, the past couple years. And so when I was taking over, I wasn't looking to come in and take apart everything and create something right they've been very successful i really liked the culture and stuff that they were looking to build on and so i think from there they were in a very good spot they were hungry they lost you know in the final four last year they wanted to get back there they wanted to make it to the final and and win and so you know that had some motivation from the players that have have had a taste of that they want to be back there and so the team was extremely bought in they they worked hard from day one when um you know i joined them in the spring it was all about how we were going to move forward i don't say that we put a lot of pressure on winning the national championship we put a we put those standards in place of what we were going to do every every single day to help us lead to get to that spot. You know, we didn't go from here to here. We thought about all the all the steps into that. We we talked about spring season, then we talked about preseason, then we talked about, you know, our non-conference games, then we broke it down to our conference games, then we broke it down to, you know, the postseason. So we really took everything step by step and and got after those goals and standards and expectations that we laid out and you know, we listen to the team. What do you guys want? What are we, how are we going to do this? You know, and giving a lot of ownership and stuff to them as well. Cause like I said, they have, they've been there. They've been successful. The previous staff has done a good job. So it was just about how we could foster that and continue to create an environment where they felt like they were getting better every day and they were pushing each other and they were being competitive. So it was really about continuing to create that environment so that they could be at their best and also enjoy themselves because like i said if you're having fun you're playing at your best and you know you're you're bringing all these different elements and level to the game so i think that was really the biggest thing and for myself just wanted to create a culture and a environment where players felt like they could come and be themselves and bring the talents and stuff that they have everyone has something to offer everyone played a huge role in us going there it wasn't just our one player or starting 11 i mean every single player at some moment in the season everyone brought something different. Everyone brought something unique. And every single day it took all, we kept talking about, it took all of us to get to that spot. And you know, the the team and they really bought into that. They wanted that. And you know, it's a huge, huge credit to them. Yeah. Huge credit to them. That's but culture, the yeah, I think culture is a huge one. You know, I mean, you, if you don't like each other, you don't want to go out there and battle for each other and, you know, wear your heart on your sleeve for each other, you know? And I think that's also one of the greatest things that we had is this brotherhood that they talk about. They were willing to do anything and everything for each other. And we talked a lot about too, you know, one of our captains brought it up multiple times about, you know, the alumni that paved the way before us, right? If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. So, you know, taking that gratitude too, as well as like how we, how we got here and how we got to this spot and how we're going to move forward with it. Mm -hmm. Um, so you mentioned that the players bought the idea, right? And it almost like kind of came from them as well. And you were just there to kind of like uh, drive them to the, you know, to the, the path of success. Um, and in a lot of teams, I see that sometimes 
there's not much that the, the, the coach can do if the players don't don't want to do it right uh, everyone wants to win a national championship but not a lot of people are willing to to put the work in um do you think um you can help someone that doesn't want to be helped um because i feel like uh, in many in many cases you know everyone wants to win but I, as i said not everyone wants to put the work there um and as as a coach you're there to kind of let's say win let's call a win you know uh, but then the players are not really they they didn't really buy the idea um do you think you can do a lot about that can you change that or it doesn't doesn't need to come from the players i think it comes from both mm -hmm. i think it definitely comes from both and you know i think as a coach too, when, when you're bought in and you're working hard and you're doing these things, like your players see that too. Right. And they want to be a part of that. And, you know, that was something that my staff and I, you know, like we talked, we talked about, about, we did have an idea of what our culture was going to be and how it was going to be and in what we were going to be working with and towards, you know, and we had that vision and then we helped foster that. And, you know, the guys having ownership and stuff in that as well. So I do think that it's twofold, right? Like, Coaches have to have that and the players. Well, you know, there's also that saying too, where it's like, you can't lead, you know, lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, there, some could be some of that as well, right? Where the kid just doesn't want, doesn't want it. Even if you provide all these things for them, they also have to want it inside to want to go after it and have it as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you mentioned something that was really good that, um, I mean, the players see the coaches doing the work and it's almost like, uh, uh, it's almost like the sense of skin the game, you know, the, the coach is right there with you. And then, I mean, the coach is doing it, so I have no reason to not be doing the same, right? So I think that's that's a big thing. Um, so you, you have been coaching for a while now and uh, and you play, so you are in soccer and sports for so long. Um, what are some of the differences that you see from players that when you were playing and players that right now you're coaching them? Um, is is there good differences? Is there bad differences? Because I feel like, um, you know, people say how players nowadays, athletes and whatever, our younger generations kind of soft nowadays. Uh, do you believe that? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I think just some of the biggest differences are just the opportunities that's available. You know, um, I think that's one of the biggest ones. I gosh, I didn't have a personal trainer available to me to do extra work outside of soccer until I was almost going into college. I was almost 18 you know, years old. Like those resources to work on your game and to better your game were not available, you know, at, for myself growing up. And so I think that's one of the biggest differences for the athletes today versus back then is just the opportunities that are available for them to continue to grow their game, to continue to get better. I'm talking not even just athletically, I'm talking they could have a life coach, they could have a nutritionist, they can have a, a hitting coach or whatever it is and be specific in that way. So I think the opportunities to continue to develop their game are definitely a huge positive. Um, and in terms of like a softer athlete or harder athlete, you know, I think a lot of people can say all those different things and stuff, but like, I still come across like really hard athletes that, that want it and, and want to win and want to be successful and want to push themselves and want to have these goals. And I think too, like, again, not making them pick a sport at such a young age and allowing them to foster and be a little bit more of who they are and find their path differently. 
um, you know, I think that that is different. Like I said, we're making kids at such a young age have to choose and, you know, I wish we could let them foster and grow and develop. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 12 years old. Well, I, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. I talked about myself a lot with that, but like, I didn't know what college I wanted to go to when I was 12 years old. And, you know, so I think just allowing the kids to be kids play and continue to foster and develop and, you know, lead the charge of some of that stuff. Awesome. Um, going a little bit off of that. Um, so when it comes to, to college and athletes, and I know you guys are division three, is that correct? Mm -hmm. So you, you are not allowed, really allowed to give athletic scholarships, which I, I believe, uh, it makes your job a little harder. Um, so I wanted to ask you about the recruiting process, not only in terms of getting the good players, talent players to your team, but also is there anything that like when you sit down with a player, what, what kind of questions do you ask them? How do you figure out that that's a good player for your team? How do you figure out uh, if he's a team player? Oh, if it, how do you figure out if that's who you're looking for? Mm -hmm. um, well, that is true. We cannot give out athletic scholarship. I've never really worked at D1. We're giving out scholarships, but I do not think it makes our job harder. I think it's actually pretty awesome because you're getting a kid that really wants to come to your school and you can't offer them any money, right? So you're getting a kid that really wants to go to University of Chicago. And, you know, with University of Chicago being a very high academic school, that is one way of how we recruit, right? We are trying to do our best to find student athletes that are going to be very successful in the classroom, as well as be very successful on the field and stuff for us. So, you know, we get a lot of kids that want to be a part of a very top program soccer wise and really want to push themselves you know, in the classroom. So that's one of the biggest things for us recruiting is we have to make sure that the student athlete aligns with the academic standards that you Chicago holds, um, you know, and we have to make sure that they're going to come in and, and be successful in the classroom. So that's one. Two, we do ask a lot of questions about what are they looking to study? One, you know, do, do we offer those, those, um, Sorry, do we offer those majors? And then two, we ask, what are they looking for in a program, right? Like, what are they looking for? Because it is a very rigorous course load at UChicago. And I think this the, the kids that are interested in us know that they want that type of academics and then they want that type of soccer as well. So what are they looking for in the soccer side? You know, we start to learn about them. Are they going to fit our culture? Are they going to, you know, help be a part of our culture? And that is one of our biggest things. We talk to club coaches. We talk to their high school coaches. We've even talking to high school counselors, right? We want to make sure that we get the right student that's going to fit in with our culture and continue to elevate us, you know, on and off the field and then also in the classroom. So those are just some of the biggest things for us. And then like recruiting wise, obviously going out to tournaments, we host ID camps, getting the kids on campus, have them meet some of our players for lunch and talk. You know, we get the feedback from our players, making sure, hey, you know, we feel good about this. You know, he's one of our top players for 2024, whatever it might be, and making sure again, that he fits within that culture and where the vision of the program that we're, you know, that we have, where we want it to go. Mm -hmm. Awesome, sounds good. Um... My two last questions for you. Um, first one, how would you define winning? What does winning means to you? Winning means to me, I think one, creating an environment where athletes feel like they're developing and getting better. 
providing a place that's not based on fear, non-fear-based environment, allowing the athletes to feel like they can come be themselves, showcase what they have. I think that's one of the most unique, great things about soccer is, yes, you have your set pieces and you have your set plays in some aspects of the game, but really you're playing off of instinct a lot, right? What does the games give you, bringing your strengths to it? So not, not limiting players to being who they are. So I really wanna be able to create that environment and have an environment where they're having fun. That's big success for me, right? Like are the players coming? Are they learning? Are they growing? Are they developing as people both on and off the field? Are they having fun? You know, are they loving where they're at? I think that's a big success, right? I think also creating that culture where, you know, your players feel like they're in a good, like they're in a good spot. They want to be a part of it. You know, I think then you're doing something great, right? If players are staying and they want to play and they want to continue to be there, like you're, you're doing something right. And you're creating that, that to me is a big success. And then obviously being a competitor, I would say winning, but <laughs> you know, I think the other piece to that, you know, is, is really important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you were playing, did you have, did you ever play, um, under pressure and a certain type of fear, the coaches put that pressure on you. Yeah, I've been in some of those environments before, for sure. Yeah, uh, comes I'll with say. the stakes of you know playing at times too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm glad that uh, you mentioned that you're kind of doing the opposite with your players because I feel like so many nowadays I see coaches they have the mindset, but then players still think that they should pressure their teammates in order to get the pass out of them and I mean I don't see that working and people are still trying to do that so but yeah um my last question for you uh what's your definition of success um well I think I kind of just nailed that and the last thing that's I think definitely part of big success um I think that's tied into like the winning like you know I think success your kids want to come back they're enjoying themselves, they're having fun, um, you know, and they feel like they're in a good place or they can come and be themselves and, you know, that they add value or feel valued, especially too in the environment. You know, I want them to feel valued and, you know, they have something to offer us and we have something to offer them. So that's definitely a big part of, you know, success. And I think um, when you make your goals and stuff throughout a season, heaven forbid there's some of them that you just might not make right um unfortunately right we all probably put down that we want to win conference and sometimes that just doesn't work you know so what is that success along the way and i think again that is the development of the program are you moving forward are you moving in the right direction are you happy with your culture you know are you happy with like the standards and expectations and how things are continuing to grow and move forward i think that is success Mm -hmm. awesome um would you would you have any books podcasts that would you like to people do you would like to, to recommend to people listening to us yeah i'm a big um brenny brown fan uh dare to lead is is a really good one i like that one a lot so i've read that one a couple times and culture code has been a good one i enjoyed reading that one um I feel like I need to make a list because every time someone asks me this, I'm always like searching for all my favorite books that I read. Um, um, Legacy, I really like. That's like not so much of a coaching, but it's about the like New Zealand All Blacks or whatever. But I just think that one is like really cool about like the culture and stuff that they have. So I think Legacy is a pretty good one, unique one. One that I recommend for athletes that potentially we've probably all gone through like a slump where we're feeling a little like, oh, I'm not playing at my game, or you kind of get in that slump and then you just 
feel like you keep digging yourself down, but like Mind Gym is one of my favorite ones. Just really great little small stories from a lot of different athletes that have gone through different challenges or adversity and how they kind of mentally work their way out of that. So I think Mind Gym is like a really good one for athletes, but I also think for coaches too, kind of reading that and seeing that. So when you do have an athlete that's potentially struggling, you can be like, hey, here you go, read this book or read these chapters and stuff. It's just a helpful little tool for them as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, Julian, thanks so much uh, for being part of my podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. I'm really glad to that we, we, find a, we found a time. Uh, it was really great to, to see you win the national championship. I think we need uh, way more females in, in the, the men's side of sports uh, because you guys have a lot to, a lot to teach us. Um, so well, thanks so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Have a good day. Thank you.